But just for reference, Fern did not know the progressions when he interned. I feel like the, it's a smelling salt, so sketchy. I'm so fucked up right now. <laughs> I literally cannot think. How do you bench with this? Welcome to the best hour of their day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. Welcome back. Best hour of their day. Ackerman, Fern, Ogar, Nigel, lots of dogs running around. We are at CrossFit Watchtower. Don't worry if Fern is coughing a lot. He just went through a brutal couplet dealing with altitude. How's that treating you? I, I wanted to chalk it up to the altitude, but it's just that I'm not fit. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> you st- still beat me. Still beat me. Ground, this is groundbreaking. This is our first adaptive podcast. Look at us. All of us are in wheelchairs. So what you get when you come to Watchtower, wheelchairs. We have a spare one over there, too, just Done. sitting around. Kevin Done. has assured us we cannot tip these things, but... Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I've had, I've had like 200 pounds overhead. We're going to try. It, so <laughs> you have to try real hard. Watch the episode with Hammer. Yep. We, we can tip a wheelchair. So, great workout today. Yeah. Did you program that? Uh, yeah, so I do the programming for the gym through Wheelwad. So me and Chris Stoutenberg program together, and then we do affiliate programming. Yeah. So you guys follow the wheelbot programming here? Yeah. I mean, I might as well because I program it. <laughs> so you do your own programming is what you say, Kevin? Yes. Hmm. Novel thought. Water. Novel thought. We got the matching yeah. Superman. Novel this is thought. really the gym, the gym is named after DC Comics, the Watchtower, which is the home base for the I Justice figured League. as much, yeah. Uh, it's not the Jehovah's Witness monthly newsletter. Yeah. Or what about the movie? What? Um, no, that's Watchmen. Watchmen, Watchmen yep, yeah. Totally different. There's also the song by... Uh, but Watchmen Jimmy is DC Hendrix. as well. well hey. Huh? Watchmen is DC as well. Watchmen is DC. Yeah, yeah. Can we drop a little music knowledge? Marcus, who wrote All Along the Watchtower? No. Robert Zimmerman, a.k.a. Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And then Jimmy took it Completely changed it, which I think a good cover is, right? Otherwise, a cover is just like repeating what right, the, the original did. He tweaked it, made it different. And my favorite version, of course, Fern, you know this one? Come on. Come on. Which one? I don't know what we're talking the, about. The Dave Matthews Band. 41? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> no, he covers all Watch along the Watchtower. Yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing it in Central Park. But um, yeah. You'd think you would know a little more about the name of your gym. That's all I'm suggesting. I mean, I could quote anything you want to about the comic books. I just never... <laughs> Who's your favorite comic? Like or superhero, I should say. Superman. Yeah, I was going to say that. Is it okay. Superman? Superman. Yeah. Is that... Of course. That's, like, very cliche. It is, if you just follow him because he's Superman. My favorite thing about Superman <clears throat> is that he is literally unstoppable and chooses to do the right thing all the time, which shows an extreme amount of self-control and discipline. Hmm. But I want to bring something up, and I That's think why we, he's my favorite. I think we can hear at Watchtower... We may get canceled. Superman is, what, gender fluid now? Is that no, true? No, no. So his... I'm, so just so it, you know, I'm very anti-everything. Like, I'm a white... <laughs> that, just in go. case you haven't kept up on You're, me recently. So, I'm, su- Superman is still Superman. His his son okay. is uh, bisexual now, apparently. Bisexual. Is that, it, is, that, is that a real thing? It's a real thing. It's, it's this I mean, really is bisexuality weird... a real thing? Is that what you're asking? No, no. Because I know you're even way off the charts yeah, than, than I am. It's, Bisexuality it's, is no, a real thing. It's when you like men and no, women. That I understand. Is this 
scenario oh, yes. is a real thing. Yeah, okay, this is a real yeah, thing. So com- this- comic books okay. always do this kind of stuff where they like try to get super like into politics and whatnot and try to like weed their way into everything. And so there's a few things like that. Like there's talks that they're going to switch, like kick Superman and Batman out of the Justice League and have it all female Justice League, which doesn't make any sense. Jay, you could be in. <laughs> you could be in. So good. But okay, so Superman's not bisexual. His son is. His son is. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. One, one of his sons. He's, still, he's got many sons? He has multiple sons. Uh, I mean, he has a clone, and then depending on which, which Earth he's on, he has at least one or two. There's more than one Earth? Uh, yeah, there's like, uh, there's infinite Earths. Earth, Earth is? Earth is? Earth, Earth eye. Infinite, Earth eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Earth fungus. Yeah. How much time do you spend reading comic books? Uh, I spent a lot of time reading comic but books. But still? I, I still collect them, yeah. You collect them, or do you actually read them? I read them. You know, what's the point of having them if you're not going to read them? Well, how many do you have to get on a monthly basis? Oh, I don't get them monthly. I'll, I'll like find a series that I want, and I'll just read through the What's whole your series. most valuable comic book? I have The Return of Superman from 1996 and the special edition cellophane package back at my parents' house. How valuable is that? Uh, I don't know. It's probably... Last, last time I checked back in the day, it was like a few hundred bucks. Oh, so we're not talking like no, Superman no. number one. No, the... the Good. The, the most expensive comic books are Spider-Man number one, uh, the death of Superman. That was I remember that. Batman, like, like then you can get like Batman Superman number one, but the Spider-Man number one is like fifteen grand. Yeah. Dang. I remember when Batman came out in like the nineties. The original, like Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton. <clears throat> I got into the movie. The, the movie. Yeah, yeah. I got really into the comics, and they had like the Killing Joke, the death mm-hmm. of Bat. I had all of those. When does the new one come out? Pretty soon, right? February. Yeah, There's a new Batman coming yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what's his name from the uh, Twilight? The, t- the Twinkly guy. Twilight. Um, I don't watch... What's Ed? Robert, Ed? Watch Pat- Robert Pattinson. Oh, I his name was Ed. Sorry, guys. I don't watch teenage vampire movies. Well, Katie would know that one, I'm should. sure. <laughs> you, you and Katie think, know who Ed, that is. I think Edward is his name in the movie. Ah, uh, you're correct. Yeah. You're in correct. Batman? No, no, no. In no. <laughs> no. Twilight. Keep Bruce up. Wayne. Keep up. Bruce yeah. Wayne. So, okay. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be really dark. It's almost supposed to be like a horror movie type. Well, Batman. I feel like Batman has gotten progressively oh, more yeah, and the more Joker. dark. The Joker I mean, good. I mean, old comic books, it's pretty dark. Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of cleaning things up in comic books and then, like, rebooting them is super aggressive. Huh. Hey, before like the, we... Like go the, ahead. Origi- the original Ninja Turtles used to kill people, cut their heads off, smoke cigarettes, like, get drunk. Like, that's the original Ninja Turtles. And then they, they make like them for children. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Huh. I want to read that version. The original Ninja Turtle movie was, and then there was, of course, legit. The second one, Vanilla Ice. We were trying to get Katie. So nineties, we're gonna to go to the nineties. Are you you're welcome to come? The crew is gonna come back out here in June at um, Red Rocks. Vanilla Ice, Coolio. Who else was on that list? And the gang. No, no, Coolio, not cool. and the gang. No, Coolio no, that's and the Cool gang. and the gang. Coolio. Who else was on that list? Marcus and Katie. <laughs> it was Vanilla Ice, Coolio, Young MC. All for one. Wow. 98 degrees? No, nine, there's no, no boy bands. Oh, no okay, boy before bands, we kick right. off, before we start talking about CrossFit, what do we got over here? Oh, yeah. We Let's were going to do this. Do this. So Let's we, do this. We have a powerlifting side of the gym. I'm interested. There's a company called Skull Smash out of uh, Missouri, back where I grew up, that makes smelling salts that we use, um, you know, pre-lifts. So we have two of, two of my favorite here. This is just a giant jar, a one-pounder of mint smelling salts. Mint sounds nice. And then this one is what we call a double barrel because it has... Two of them, and you squeeze it to pull the trigger. So, so how many scoops like of this do I put in my water? <laughs> <laughs> this will uh, kill one. COVID right here. <laughs> this, John, this if you think you have COVID, you'll right never here. get it. So you'll you guys, you guys can choose which one you want to use. You know, I feel like double barrel. Right, so give, give it a little shake. 
Oh, no. I want to see what happens in firm before I... Nope. You're going to pop both of these and then get it to your nose and squeeze. No, wait, wait. How how bad is this going to be? And I also... It's going to be great for us. I have a a serious question because I have like a Jewish nose. Should I take a smaller (laughs) sniff? No, take a bigger sniff. I feel like... Give a little shake. This is RX plus my nose. All right. I'm a little terrified. How, like, what kind of uh, squeeze should I be giving? Oh. How much... You have a lot of experience with that. Yeah, Kevin... Kevin does yeah, this. I do Kevin, he does this for fun. Yep. Sorry. Okay, yeah, fine. You go first. Oh, man. It's got to be quick. <laughs> Is it bad? <laughs> Is it bad? You didn't even get that close. You're fine. I didn't have to, but because my left one got it hard. Yep. Oh, I'm going to try this one. Do I just okay. open it? Open it. Put your <clears throat> nose in. I haven't done smelling salts in a long time. They used to have like the chlorine. Oh, we have the, uh, we have the little, packs over little there packets over there. I'm actually nervous about this. You'll be fine. I hope you fall out of that chair. Okay, ready? Let me put the bump this up. <laughs> Dude, that was way worse than I expected. <laughs> take a knee. Take a knee. I can take a knee. It's not that bad. Uh, so <laughs> you did. You didn't take it that hard. Oh, it's coming out of my eye. <laughs> Holy fuck! That was. Hard. Oh man, I was. Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding for real? Oh shit, that was good though. Now, like Night it just took a mi- second. All right. Oh, let's get this party started. Whoa. <laughs> Where can I buy this? Skullsmash.com, man. Sorry, go. Uh, uh, you think he'll sponsor the podcast, maybe? Uh, maybe. He's a good dude. Oh, man. If He's that, doesn't, if that doesn't get strong. you to subscribe that to the YouTube channel. That clears you up. Yeah, if that doesn't get you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, I don't know what. Uh, it's, it's a, that kills COVID, I think. For that sure. definitely it kills everything. Brain cells, everything uh, above. That's what Trump took <laughs> and it got rid of COVID. Oh, fuck. So the bad part That about, was quick. It just like oh, shot yeah, straight up. You. Yeah. The bad part about doing that, My when you just bench, really... all I do is bench. It's when you do it on bench, then you Why? lay down. I Sometimes it'll cause, nose, it'll cause nosebleeds. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. thought my nose is down. bleeding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you start to cough? No, you just start swallowing uh, blood while you're benching. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you start to choke a little bit? Yeah, it's good for you. Oh, that feels Those good characters. now. <clears throat> but how quickly after you take that hit are you supposed to I mean, lift? I mean, you have, Oh, like, like within a minute, typically. Couple, you have a couple like you, minutes. You I thought like it's like, up. oh, I thought it's like immediate. Like no, you, you like, walk up. You hit it, walk onto the platform, get your stuff done. Yeah, you have about a minute or two minutes to get out there and use it. It's just... Katie, you want to try it? Katie, Katie, do you want to try it on the show? Come, come on. It's not that bad. We can do it afterwards. We can uh, do it when we do the walk around. Katie, Katie, really, she's interested. Are you interested? I got. I think I got a little too into. I think. I, but first of all, your nose is smaller than mine. Um, I think I put my face too close to it. No, you, just, you did was, go in that hard. That was perfect. Oh, you did go. That in was hard. That was right that, That's there. what you want. It went in hard. <laughs> Okay. Man. All right, we're ready. Let's talk about CrossFit. Let's talk all about right. CrossFit. So you're part of the seminar staff. I am. I really have. I no, lost all. No I idea can't. where you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. This is <laughs> Kevin. This is our friend Kevin. What are you? A le- you're L three. I'm L three. Yeah. All right. You're on staff. Yep. You just led a great class, and that's it. Like great conversation. Yeah. I want to go lift. So go. we're here. At, we're here at your affiliate Watchtower. Yep. CrossFit Watchtower. How long have you had this affiliate? We opened October of 2015. So going just over six years. Okay, and then how? Uh, so this is right. <laughs> this is right before. This is before uh, seminar staff. 
So you opened this before? Uh, I actually got on seminar staff so they're like, like six right. months. So March of 2015, I got on seminar staff. And then October of 2015, I opened my affiliate. Got it. Okay. I knew they were very close, but I didn't know uh, it, uh, which was first chicken or the egg there. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've And we've had Kevin on, this was <clears throat> right. probably a couple of years ago, talking about your seminar staff journey. journey. Yep. Let's 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 do a little seminar staff story. We were talking about it before the show. Oh, let's not use yeah. names of the flowmaster. We shall not use names. The flowmaster shall not be named. What was the story about this intern? Because you guys worked. I've never worked we, a seminar with Kevin. No, I think okay. it's like the only one me and I think Fern have ever worked with. Yeah, probably the only one so we've worked out. We, we've talked about Fern's. First time you and I ever met actually was at uh, Reebok at the. Oh yeah. Um, was it like the nonprofit? Yeah, the uh, nonprofit gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Reebok. During like the, it wasn't like during the East Coast Classic or something. Yeah, this was like 15, 2015, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. You were there? Yeah. Uh, yep. But Fern has a story. When he interned on staff, he didn't know the progressions. But so I remember that story. We, we, no, so we need to clarify this. I knew them. I shit the bed. Forgot there's a difference. Them. That's kind of like the <clears throat> same thing. There's a difference. No, no. There's a difference That's between. That's like taking I got a nervous. test and be like, Teacher, there's I knew the answer. There's a difference between I got nervous and then I, I literally don't know. I was them. very nervous during this yeah. history test. Com, com, I would have passed. Completely otherwise. different because he knew them and forgot them. And this this guy, this intern, literally didn't know. You're saying different than the intern that yes. you're about to. But but just for reference, Fern did not know the progressions when he interned. <laughs> I feel like the, it's a smelling salt that's got you off. I'm here. so <laughs> fucked up right now. <laughs> I literally cannot think. How do you bench with this? Oh, uh, yeah. Heavy. I want to lay down. Let heavy. Bench. So I mean, I mean, here's here's the here's the takeaway. The the for anybody that wants to intern, you should probably know those. Okay. If you don't let's, know, the, let's yeah. let's it's do like a little rule number one. Push press. Are you asking me the? Oh, you're stalling. He's stalling. What's, What's the question? What's the progression? The progression. Let's, let's run through. We got the three of us here. We'll do. Right. Let's go. Let's dip go. and hold. Dip drive slow. Dip drive fast. Dip drive. Press. All right. I'll do push jerk. Jump and land. Jump and land with your hands on your side. Jump and punch. Full movement. What what am I supposed to sumo do? You go sumo deadlift. Sumo pipe pull. Sumo deadlift. Uh, deadlift shrug slow. Deadlift shrug fast. Full movement. Let's let's do the med ball clean together. You go. Okay. Deadlift. Deadlift shrug. Pull under. Oh, oh front oh. squat. Oh. Front squat. He's oh, out. Shit. He's out. Oh. I'm fired. I'm fired. Oh. Do, do we hear that? Oh. What is that noise? I don't know what that Kevin. is. Kevin. Oh, you know what? We got a sound effect. We got a sound effect. They're un- but yep. it was actually very timely. Yeah, yeah. Well, People were nice cheering for, for we were, we were cheering for Kevin's failure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> front sorry, front squat. Then pull then shrug, shrug and pull on. And it, actually and at my level it. two, which we were talking about, which is why I'm a level four now. Um, I did it out of order, the same exact sequence. I, I think went, your eyes are bloodshot <laughs> now that I look at your face. This one was a little <laughs> yeah, messed up. Oh, okay. little Maybe it's that one. This right, one was yeah. a little okay. messed up already. Right. Um but I went out of order. And Nicole Carroll was watching me at the level two. Oh, God. But I still passed, obviously. But uh, I remember, like, how did I mess that up? Was this your 10th one? Level two, one time. <laughs> oh, one okay. time. I thought your internship, you mean? No, my internship, that was the 10th time. I did 10 internships. Yeah. So tell the story about this guy. Uh, we're at a gig down in Tejas. Tejas, the land of freedom. Where's that? Oh, Tejas. Yeah. Okay. Um, and... Uh, we have this intern for the weekend, and it's it's what me. Don't say the name. No, let's not even get. I don't even remember me, the guy's me and Fern, name. I don't know the guy's name. I don't remember. So no, no, but the here, other staff members. Okay, so it's me and Fern and a few other people. Yes. Here's how. Here's how. It's actually a big seminar. It was yeah. also wearing red shirts. Yes. These other people. Yeah, yeah. So this is this, but this is like old school. So there's like fifty some odd participants. Oh, the, back and, in the day, that was so, so fun. So there's right? five of us. Five there's of us plus five, interns. Five plus six interns. There's six. And here's how un 
remarkable this guy and like he seemed like a really nice dude but he was unremarkable in the sense that like he sat behind me for 30 minutes and i had no clue he was there <laughs> <laughs> like literally, literally i turned around to go do something i was like Shut up, bitch. <laughs> you've been sitting there this whole time yeah this whole time just sat behind like literally like right behind me it was weird uh so we come into this um come into our, our like trainers meeting at the beginning Trainer of the day meeting. and we start with an intern by like asking the progressions and he doesn't know any of them. Doesn't know any of them. It was and bad. I, I'm pretty sure his exact words were, well, I don't know those progressions, but I came up with some of my own. Even better. At which point everybody's like, well, do tell. Yes. <laughs> That's like all of you silently acknowledge, like, this is going to be a good one. And I have never been more excited and uncomfortable at the same yeah. time. And by the way, we know who the flow is. Yeah. yeah. So it's like even... I Probably see. the most. I see the butcher. I see the butcher just yeah. sharpening this his knives. <laughs> Flowmaster for reference. We'll, we'll give the gender. Male Flowmaster. Tough but fair. Yeah. But when you when you're on his good side, he is one of the best human beings on the planet. Honestly, all you have to for do sure. is work hard and do your job, and That's he's it. one of the, my favorite people to work with. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like most people in some of our stuff. Yes. Work hard, do your job. So this guy, what what then happens? So, so the flowmaster just we break rips, the meeting immediately. Breaks the meeting immediately. He's like, well, like not even you haven't gone through oh, this no. schedule. We yet? the meeting. Yeah, he's like, we're gonna go set up the groups, and we're gonna come back, and you better have your shit figured out. <laughs> he goes, you had one job <laughs> to know the progressions. So, uh, and that's in. I've seen interns like I didn't know. It's in the email. Yeah. It's in the email. Oh, I know. That's what Sarah Wilkinson told me numerous times after I messed yours up. Yeah, I was just like, so, I know. So you reconvened? We reconvened, and he still messes up. It was bad. I mean, the you have like 12 words to learn in yeah. a half hour. I mean, it wasn't like he needed to know Dip. all of them. He right. literally, like, I think the flow master even came back and said, okay, give just us today. one. Or just give today's, right? Just the overheads. Like, no, just one, any of them. Uh, yeah. well, I, I thought it was a layup, so his push press got it wrong. Sumo that left high pull. I was like, all right. I was like, did you learn your lesson here? Basically the same thing. Yeah. Nope, missed it again. I was like, oh. Man, I do, I do like to well. tell level two participants this. Like, <clears throat> the push press and the sumo that left high pull. It's the same progression. Yeah, it's the same progression. It's just you're pulling versus right. pushing. So easy, easy there. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was comical. Yeah, and it just continued throughout the entire. Yeah, it got worse. Entire weekend. So yeah, it's pretty bad if you like if you don't. Come, that was number one. Yeah, he didn't come back. You don't come two. back after number one. Oh yeah, did he after, come back on day two? Yeah, he came back on. He day came two. back on day two, but, but he didn't come back for. It's a second. very unusual did not to stay, come back. Do you even stay the whole day on day two? Oh, that's I thought he, he no. I, thought he I, home actually, early. I think he might have left early. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I did. By, I did. I did legitimately feel bad. Well, like I, th- I, I think like, uh, the flowmaster gave him some feedback on what he needed to do. I don't think he took it well, and I think he left. Yeah, I have seen people. Whether during or after their first one, realize, hey, this isn't for me. And part of that is, which is fine. I don't, yeah. I don't want to grow and develop, right? Like I'm already good enough. Who are these people to tell me to get? Well, I have seen somebody legitimately at the end of day once be, I, this is, I am not prepared for this. I'm gonna opt out. And, and I've I was seen like, that. Oh, that's mad insightful. That. Yeah, I was like, well, and like, I'm not even mad at you. However, I still would have stayed and learned something. Yeah, that's just my feedback. Do right, you get a free level one. Coaching a level one or level two is completely different than I feel like coaching inside your own box. Very it's, it's not. It's not like same principles, a lot of same things, but it, it's 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 a different beast. There's carryover. It's kind of like a, I would. It's I think it's kind of analogous to a general and specific cue. Like a specific cue works generally, but a general cue skew, doesn't work specifically. So like skill sets in a level one, wearing the red shirt, carry over to the affiliate. But carrying coaching in the affiliate doesn't necessarily carry over to no. coaching in a level one I environment. Mean, I was coaching for <clears throat> what eight years before I got. 
my first internship. And I thought I was a decent coach. I didn't think I was great, mm-hmm. but I came in and just had my ass ripped. Well, yours, I mean, I yours is even m- tougher because they documented it. Filmed all of <laughs> it. <laughs> so first, what's all the name of, of that film again? Uh, Ogar, Ogar, Will of Steel. If I could go back in time and warn myself about what would happen when I lift that barbell, would I change anything? Welcome to the CrossFit Games, the ultimate proving grounds for the fittest athletes on earth. Let's go. The one and only goal of training was to make it to the games. I know his intent was to get there. Kevin Ogar going for 255 pounds now. I remember Kevin at regionals that year. He was looking great. Kevin Ogar surprised most observers by setting a new world record on events. He's mode at that point. And with this lift, Kevin will win the event. A CrossFit athlete injured during a routine move. Never walk again. He probably wasn't even going to live. His spinal cord was severed. He was not going to walk again. One of the hardest times for me was when I first got out of the hospital. A couple days a week, I would just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm just laying around. When I first started trying to like sit up, I literally was like one of those little weeble wobble things that just wanted to fall down at all times. And what does happen a lot of times is this whole big deep hole with the depression. His life's going to change completely. He needs to speak to guys that are in his same situation, and he needs to happen fast. The guy that was in rehab with me killed himself two years later. I think mentally I knew that if I didn't have goals, I was going to have a really rough time recovering from this. He was going back to CrossFit. I needed to get back to coaching and training in CrossFit. His legs aren't what defined him. He's still Kevin. Why do you want to be a CrossFit staff? I've been doing CrossFit for seven years. It's saved my life, it's changed my life. CrossFit was such a huge part of his life. We all knew that he wanted to share that on a larger level. Definitely got to practice my coaching. The red shirts, they are the best trainers in the world. It's not an easy process. It's pretty ruthless and you can't mess up. It was definitely hard to hear you. You have to be able to take some intense criticism. Guys, welcome to your level one seminar. Joe didn't pull any punches and kind of just laid it out there like this is what you need to do better. Sometimes I just had a hard time understanding what you're saying. How can he effectively coach the participants? Like, how's he going to demo? It's kind of an unprecedented thing. No adaptive athlete has made the team. None has even attempted the internship process. I think we have some things that we need to develop. I definitely don't think that right now he's ready. The best way to look like a fool is to tell Kevin he can't do something. Nothing stands in the way of Kevin. If he wants to do something, he doesn't. Kevin usually just doesn't give up. Last time I did this, and uh, like the person's like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? You want to pull me back up? I guess that's just my whole personality. Is, uh, you can't do that. Well, I'm going to. We're going to see what happens. Where's, yeah. Where can people watch that? It's in the journal. It's, on, it's in the oh, journal, it? but it's on Amazon, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they can, okay. they, you can rent cool. it on Amazon. I watched it. But, you know, this is Super cool. Six, if you haven't watched it, you should old. go watch it. It's like a, it's like 90 minutes of me being awkward. It's very, it's Car- very interesting. Carrie, who, who made the film, which is, is, is accurate, amazing, by the way. <laughs> but it's 90 minutes of me being awkward, because that's who I am. There's Joe Westerlin's in it quite a bit. I think Nicole's in it. Carol Joe Gain. Joe Gain's in there. He was my He was my first flow. Yep. So let's talk about that for a second. Oh, sorry. He was my second flow. Curtis was my first flow. In Las Vegas, so Curtis. Scary. Curtis is the one that hired me, dude. He was oh, super, really? he was super nice. He no, no, great. Curtis is great. He's just a scary looking man. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and similar to the other guy, like that we were talking about. Like once you get to know him, one of the greatest human beings on oh, the yeah. planet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, 
to talk us through that. You were already planning on interning, and they said, hey, we want a documentary, or was it in reverse order? We were like, let's do a documentary on Kevin. What can we do? So I had spoken to uh, Castro and Greg at the games that year. Greg Glassman. Greg Glassman. We still say his name on this podcast. I, I, I know a lot of podcasts no, don't talk we, about it. We say it here all the time. <laughs> and so they asked me if I would want to give it a shot and try out for level one staff. And I said, yes. This was at the games. This was at the games. Um, and so they set it up. I got my first internship. And like in between them asking me and me saying yes and that setting up of internship, um, I don't know who it was in media. It may have been Tyson or I, someone yeah. who was like, this was going to be good. Let's document this. And so they asked me if I'd be okay with them filming. Good for you for rogering up for that. I'd and, be like, hell no. And I'm so well, nervous. What, what, what am I going to say? No. I mean, you could have. Yeah, that was an option. <clears throat> yes, but here's me coming into this company, trying to get a level one staff, having like the head of it's head of already media stressful asking, and to be on camera. I was just did you did you think for a second though? Well, a let me go back. Did you know how challenging it was to get on staff at that time? Hell no. Okay, so you didn't know that because no. in, in my mind, he, I think everybody has an idea, but it's I, like I had, anything, you don't know until you get so there. I, and you're I, like, I had oh, friends. Shit. I had friends who'd gone through the internship. And not made it. And not made it. And some friends who had gone through it and made it. Who's that? Uh, like, I, I, I was pretty good friends with, like, Shree and Matt. And, like, okay. I, I talked from to them this about area. It. Yeah, they yeah, talked yeah, to them about it a little bit. Like, uh, Shree's always kind of been, like, a mentor in that sense with that kind of stuff. Um, I just knew a lot of people in the, in the community. Um, and so I knew people who had interned and not made it, interned and made it. Like, Becky Harsh, Courtney Shepard, those guys. Um, and I didn't realize how hard it was, even when they said, this is going to be very difficult. But like I, I'm already a good coach, I'll, because because I was going to go to the direction of, did you think if they're documenting it, it has to have kind of like a feel good story at the end? Well, that was and I get first, hired. That was my first question when they asked me. I'm like, guys, there's no guarantee that I'm going to make it on, and and I literally I'm, I can't demo, so there's there's a strike against me for most things. All my cues are going to be visual and tact or verbal and tactile until I learn how to do anything visual for a right. while. I've only been out of the hospital for a year. So this was that shortly after being at yeah at a Craig yeah it's called like right a, like a year and a half I think is when I started okay at, at the hospital I'm like there's a lot of strikes against me coming into this like I don't know if you guys want to make this film yet or like like you can videotape it but don't tell people what you're doing just in case I fail so yeah because that that would have been a different movie yeah well <laughs> and I I thought I had after my third internship with Westerland um you like I don't know if he was just testing me to see if like. And I've never asked him this question, so I don't We've know. We've got he, him on the phone. Yeah, call <laughs> Joe. Let's call Joe. <laughs> well, I don't know if he was like testing me to see how I reacted uh, to to like bad news or criticism, or if it was like his true feedback. And I got a fourth internship anyway. But his suggestion was for me to take some time off and come back and restart the whole process. Well, I don't, I don't think he would have. I think it was probably both. He's. I don't think he's the kind of person that would have said that if he didn't. Well, and I was going to say that just it. shows to. I mean, we love Joe's a close friend. And shows like the type of person he is because I'm sure he was feeling some pressure there. Like yeah, we're he had, making he had a, a movie, in his face. right? Right. And, and and I, how many people do you think hear that come back? And I, I heard it twice. The majority. And I, I know coaches. That's kind of the breaking point. Like, uh, and I always remind them, you know, if you're interning for staff and you get that, the alternative is no. don't come back at all. So hey, just work on yourself. That to me that shows. And Mike G used to say this a lot. You know. We, we want you here. We just need you to get a little bit better. Yeah. Well, and then I got a fourth internship. And actually, they, there's no film of this because they pulled the camera crew. 
Because they weren't sure you're going to make it at that. Well, they no, they realized they're like this isn't really fair, man. So the, it was actually because they they wanted to see how I acted when I didn't have a camera in my face. That's all true. That's so fair. the first three internships, you're mic'd up the entire time. Mic'd up the entire time. That's camera cool. walking around on like not only on me on the flow like like there's right. It, so your feedback is that actually getting recorded. They have all my feedback from my internships. Have you recorded. ever seen it? No, I, I would love that. to get that out of. <laughs> you would the, be like, I'm terrible. Like I'm a terrible. Coach. I can't. So I watched. I'm sorry, I kicked you. I know you didn't feel that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Who was the um, fourth flow? It was uh, Lisa Ray and Michael she's Ray. Tough. I mean, there's, she's there's tough, no but easy. She's there's great. no easy flow. Yeah, though. there's definitely no easy flow. So I and for that fourth one, I had Mike Ray like shadowing me the entire time as I coached. Doctor Mike, first of all. He's yeah. like the head doctor He's the head of the for games. the medical yeah. uh, staff yeah. of the games. It, it was a it was down at Verve. It was a great internship. Like I, <clears throat> I didn't think, I think I, I think I did better on my on that one than I did on my third one for sure. But I was for sure expecting them to ask me to go back through. Well, I, I think everybody gets to that point when we you you're just kind of like this is it. I mean I'm I'm just going for it. And whatever happens, happens. And I think that's when like the true person comes out. Like I know that was my third one, and I was like, listen, I'm just gonna send it. And like, if I'd I make rather, it, I make it. I'd rather fail being me. Right. Well, right. if I'm being honest, like not, I'm, I am not someone who likes having a camera in his face. Like I am not the person who needs to be the center of attention. He bring that in a little tight. Yeah, yeah. Just like, make it. I, weird. Which is funny to say because I'm on a lot of film and there's been a camera. <laughs> I was going to say you like might be years. the most doc, other than maybe Matt Frazier. I might be, you, but you, it's not anything I've ever like. I actually said no to the movie at first. This this one that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because it's not something that I generally like to do. Um, and then it was brought to my attention that it would probably be pretty good for the the uh, adaptive community. And so, like, all you got to do is pull on one of my heartstrings and you can get me to say yes. So, Well, let's, let's you bring up the adaptive community. What's the most challenging thing that we don't realize about being an adaptive coach? Because I'll be honest, like, are, are you we, just, like we just took an hour class. Coaching adaptive athletes no, or coaching, being a coach coaching and just, being adaptive? Just coaching yes, in general. The latter. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to, because I would say... Yeah, so not coaching adaptive athletes, being a coach that is an adaptive athlete. But before you answer, because we just took your class and mm-hmm. be Fern's a straight shooter. I didn't notice the difference. You could have been in a chair. You could have been doing on your hands. It wouldn't have mattered. Like you coached a good class. No oh, thanks. So I don't know. Like what are we not seeing that is a little bit of a challenge? Um, I don't demo. Obviously, I did, you know what? I will. Yeah. That would have been the feedback, but I don't know if it's legit feedback. So I, I don't really demo a lot. Uh, I can get other people to demo. Um, you could have asked me. I would have been fine. Yeah, and, and Okay, guys, don't do it like this. <laughs> you know, and if we have more complex movements, like like we had swings and push-ups today. Yeah. And if we had more complex movements, I would get athletes to demo, specifically if we're in a larger class. Um, but I have to be incredibly clear with my words. I have to know exactly what I want to say about the movement and how I'm going to say it going into classes or going into coaching. <clears throat> um the dip, most difficult thing is that, like, you have a whole, at first, I will say at first, you have a whole category of cueing that's gone. Right, visual cues are gone. Visual cues are gone at first. So I can get visual cues by, by creating like movements with my arms. So, like, hip, hip extension or, like, let's lean that torso forward, butt back. Like You're you more start, like miming them. You, you end up yeah. miming them, and you get some visual cueing in there, but it's mostly, and even tactile cueing's hard because... You have to get close to get enough, close enough to, to a tactile cue, um, so it's not as easy. And so it, you have to um, have this whole, for me at least, a whole like I have notebooks of verbal cues. Um, this is actually a drill that again Sheree, who kind of mentored me into my level one stuff, um, 
asked me to do one time to get better was to like take all the faults for the movements like that we talk about the level ones level twos and write down every single verbal cue i could think of like bad good otherwise and just like get get really comfortable knowing why those cues work and what those cues are going to get people to do i think also you probably have to be loud because when we were doing the workout that was one thing i was like you're pretty much stationary and maybe it's a depend dependent on the workout too. So you just have to be loud because well, you're yeah. always a distance from us. And and like if we have a big class in here, if we have like fifteen people with barbells out, I'm not it's moving around very easy. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I have to I have to pay attention to how people are dropping barbells, where they're balancing, how I can get through someplace without disrupting someone else's workout, keeping myself safe, keeping them safe. So moving through a class is a little different. So you start uh, what I start doing is finding like places or focal points where I can see movement for like four or five people. Typically, where would those be? Um, I go front of class. I go okay. by the bikes. I go underneath the rig for a lot of it. So the, um, the, the perimeter. Profiles, yeah, yeah. Perimeter. yeah, I just kind of yeah. go out to, around the perimeter um, for a lot, of, a lot of it, kind of go back and forth in the front. If I see something, I'll swing out to one side. If I see something, I swing out to the other side. If it's something I need to get to someone with, I have to actually map out where I'm going to go. So I have to actually pay attention to like where everyone's moving and what, what they're doing as far as like how far along they're in the workouts. So right. Also, you might think of something and they're going to finish that set mm-hmm. by Before the you time get you there. get there. I yeah. didn't get any cues today and I assumed it was because I was just moving so well. <laughs> Is that accurate? Yeah. Your push-ups look good. You actually touch your chest to the ground. Your swings are as good as your tight shoulders will allow. I don't think yeah, Q and U's gonna. I'll take it. Getting that torso to the ground just because it's a if, little, did, a little bigger did, than it, it normally is. If you had, to, <laughs> if you had to uh, compare our movements, Fern and myself, who moves better? Fern. Really? Yeah. Are I you do. just saying that because it's Listen. part of the show, or do you believe <laughs> that? <laughs> no, he only he moves better because he's more flexible. Uh, he's more flexible overhead than you. Hell yeah. You're terrible overhead. So, just so that we're all in the same. Is it because I've got bigger biceps? You think? Yeah, probably. Probably. So when you go overhead, you have a slight hyperextension, not enough that really does anything. On purpose. Fern, that's Fern does cheating not. the range of motion yeah. Yeah. a little bit. Fern, Fern doesn't have that. He's a Division One athlete. Yeah. I, I want to like go back to something though with uh, about that movement, and I actually that strategy that you are utilizing there. I don't think that is you should be unique. To you. No, and that, no. I think that's that important. Is a, that is something yeah. for everybody to be and I, thinking I think, about. I don't think anything I do in coaching is unique to me. I think I just have to pay a little more attention to right. certain parts of it. Right. Well, and, and like you said, to, you know, you're, you're eliminating for the most part. You could probably do some overhead visual cues, mm-hmm. right? But you're eliminating a third of the style of cueing, so you just had to develop verbal, int- well, which, which most people... Re- rely on anyway when they're coaching and the hardest part for me is pre-injury i was a visual coach most of my cue was visual because i moved show, well yeah. i moved well i can show you exactly what i wanted you to do and i knew how i moved and so i, I was more visual than i was verbal and so coming out of injury it it took it took about a year to get used to coaching again well there's also the the the, the movements aren't even the same anymore right so you would be you would be demonstrating a modified version of a lot of those movements so and to some degree, unless you have adaptive athletes in the class, the demo isn't even accurate. Not because you're not doing it accurately, but because it's not the movement they're going to do. You know, yeah. so like thinking about that kind of stuff. <coughs> we, we, there was a guy, I think his name, was it Cody? Cody, yeah. Cody yeah. So he was in a wheelchair. How, how often are some, is someone in a wheelchair or an adaptive athlete in one of your classes? Most of our classes. Most of, yeah. Do you think, what came first? Is it just because they know, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about and it's a good place for me to learn? Uh, it's word of mouth. So we, I mean, we, I didn't really work with too many adaptive athletes in person. I did a lot like more online stuff and talking to people like through the first year and a half of injury. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then when we opened our opened the gym, um, within like the first two months, I had a, I had a wheelie roll in, and it's like I want to train, and we started training him and started building it from there. And um, I mean, we we consistently probably like most of our classes have at least one adaptive athlete. Not so much all like wheelchairs. We do a lot of work with like traumatic brain injuries, uh, cerebral palsy, loss of limb, um, paralysis. All those things come to all of our classes. In fact, the running joke is that we're kind of like Sid's sandbox as a gym. Like you, like you know, like from Toy Story, mm -hmm. where all yeah. the toys are like put back together. Yep. The misfit, the misfit, land of the toys. misfit toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a T-shirt idea that I've never that we, we were supposed to get this year, and I just didn't pull the trigger on it fast enough. Where it says CrossFit Watchtower, and it has the picture from the cover of of uh, oh, Rudolph. Awesome. And it just says the the gym for misfit toys. That would like be it. awesome. I like um, it. But and but one thing you did during class was you you laid out you know a seated workout, so you wouldn't do that if someone. If there was no one in a wheelchair in class, but when someone comes in, do you already have that in mind, or we do are, you so we with wheelwad programming our our I guess you could call it shtick, but what we do is actually adaptive programming. So we have affiliate programming to where we have the affiliate plan laid out for the day, which would have been the same exact workout, same exact did. workout. But then we have it for upper extremity impairment, lower extremity impairment, uh, uh, seated with hip, seated without hip, quadriplegic, um, neurological minor, neurological major. Uh, uh, visually impaired, um, short stature, and intellectual disability. Wow, there's a lot of options. So we, I think, but we it's just great programming. Period. Like that was a great classic CrossFit couplet. Two yeah. simple movements, and it's. I mean, we did, we did kettlebell swings and push-ups. Yeah, yeah. For reference, twenty-one yeah. down to three. So it was yeah. like your long one, eighty-four reps for yeah, twenty-one, eighteen, came fifteen. Out, yeah, came out to. Um, and so we just have that. It's already planned out. So like we can. On, on SugarWad, you can go in there, and if you have the programming... You can flip around through the So you the can see on here, like, for the warm-up, for the focus, for everything we did today, there's a, there's a plan for multiple different impairments. And so we, we do that for gyms who work with a high population of adaptive athletes. So the thing is, like, coming in as an adaptive athlete, you remember, like, back in the day when you would, like, click refresh right. on CrossFit.com a thousand times over to see what the workout was, like, 6.58? Yep. So part of the fun of, like, coming in gym is, like, mentally prepping yourself for the workout and, and knowing what you're going to do and, and, and enjoying that. And like for an adaptive athlete to come in <clears throat> and have someone just go, okay, we're just going to throw some shit together mm -hmm. and there's no real plan for one. It's not good programming for him. Cause like you could be doing the same thing six times in a row. Cause you're not always working with the same coach. You're thinking about right? that, but we're, we're thinking about like breadth and depth. Like we, we, like we take like the, you know, like the level two programming stuff we talk right. about. We take that and we, we expand it out into a lot of different areas and track all of it. Like I track, through a variance template that I use to track all of this stuff so we know exactly what all of them are doing. Um, and if they don't have that plan, they're just you're just throwing shit at a whiteboard and hoping that it sticks for them and it's just doesn't it's not the same thing. And then also it's it's like you didn't even think about them coming into your gym. They're an afterthought. So coming yeah, that's coming, a good point. coming into our gym are every single impairment that would come into our gym or any gym that uses our programming, no matter what your impairment is, you have an RX set for you. You did, have a plan set for the entire day. Did you forget to tell me the short stature option for that today? You're not short stature. I'm short stature high. <coughs> short stature. High stature. Short stature high. Like you, if you're under, if you're five three, you're short stature high. And if you're just under, called, that's just did called, you just make that up? Yeah, it's called a couple months ago. I made that up. <laughs> it's called being disadvantaged. So, but I do actually on that note, I'm, I've become a little friendly with a couple of the shorter stature athletes out there, yeah. the Mikey Swooshes, yeah. Sean. 
Yeah, you guys know Sean, Sean Everly. Yeah, so Sean was friend. texting me uh, the other day. They're upset about what's going on at the games. Yeah. Talk talk to us. I don't really know a little bit. And and to me, it's probably not a fair perspective. I was talking to Sean about it, and I was like, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. I get that you're frustrated because you've rattled off like 10 different divisions. Mm-hmm. So I understand like, hey, we're still leaving out quite a few of those adaptive communities. But, I mean, the games is, the first year was 2007. So we're, say, 15 years in. Like, what other sports have included the adaptive community that quickly. So let's let's take a look at it in a few different perspectives. One, we are the only division that went from first year in the Open to first year in the games in the same year. The only one. That's big. You're, age, you're, age group didn't do that. Uh, like uh, Masters, kids, teens, none, no other division did that. I don't even remember what it was like. Then what was it, it was, just? It they, was like two or three years. But it was the, uh, they did the Open. They did the Open, that's it. And they can kind of see where they stood amongst yep. their age. And, and that was it for oh, like so three there was, years. You just weren't going. You just weren't going. Like you could win the Open in your age division, <laughs> right, right, right. but you weren't going anywhere for like three you years. You were just on the lead. That started in like yeah, 2000. Was, right, all regional years that mean that was happening then. 2011, yeah. 2012 was the first year for, uh, I think, Masters, and then teens came like two or three years later, and then they were in the open for years before they came in. Like, you got to understand, Masters and teens have only been in the actual CrossFit games for what, maybe five years? I was. Uh, yeah, probably about that. It was in California. I can't remember. I just, I, I do remember because. Um, it was the last two years in California, so it would be six years, correct? Yeah, that's about right. Something yeah, about yeah. that, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we're the first division to go from nothing to open and games in the same year. So let's give credit where credit's due there because it's a, it's a big job working with the depth staff. There's a lot of things you have to consider. Well, there's just so much and to there's consider. And so, there's so like, many things to make it fair. And so like classification, all this other kind of stuff that we have to go through. Now, I, I worked, I was one of the team leads on Adaptive this year at the games, helped out with the open stuff. You're um, also a big deal at Wadapalooza. Yeah, so Wheelwad works and does a lot of the... That's uh, what I was texting him, and I'm like, this motherfucker's not texting me back. And then I was like... Oh, oh I have a, I have a story about Wadapalooza. I was like, oh, he was busy. at Wadapalooza. Dude, it, it, Wadapalooza um, By the way, I got to pee. I think it's the um, whatever we sniffed, and I'm going to poop from that. So uh, okay. I'll be back That's in a, a second. That's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. the, what, keep, keep going, Kevin. Okay. This will be much... You're not, you're, not bringing the headphones. Back, you're not bringing the headphones with you. Just take them off. If I don't come back, I'd like to... S- Preemptively sue SkullSmash.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this so, is going to be much more uh, educational now that he's gone. Um, so we, we have that going for us. We got three three divisions in the game. The three divisions last year had the highest. Um, Those three divisions are? Uh, upper extremity impairment, lower extremity impairment, and neurological. Okay. Uh, they had the three biggest registrations. They just did. They all had over 100 registrants, like most of the divisions, like short stature. I love them to death. Like Mikey and Sean are great. I think they had like 30 people sign up. Uh, is there, are, were they looking for a number in order to create a division? Just enough. Okay. Just enough to like make it, make it so we Got come it. to the games. Um, like, because if we only, ha- I think we, actually I think we had less than 30. Because if we had taken short stature last year, everyone would have podium that we brought. Because there was only three and like, three, I think. Right. Um, so not really competition at that right, point. Right, right. Uh, and so this year, going into this year, like having worked on the back end, having seen how everything works with the games, how tightly scheduled it is, and like you do judging, it's, it's like it's nose to tail the entire weekend. Yeah, nose there's no downtime. There's no downtime for anyone. And I, being a seated athlete myself, like let's put this in perspective. No one's been trying to make it in the adaptive world to the games longer than I have. Correct. This is, this is now going on fifth. Uh, I started in 2007, so 15 years of me training CrossFit and hoping to go to the games. Right. Uh, but be- originally... Standing, standing yes. Yeah, yeah. 
but still, like, 15 years of, like, right. wanting to be there. Like, Were you training back in 07 yeah. to go to the games? I started training I CrossFit you, and found out about it. You could like, just sign up back then. You should have just I went in, online. I was a poor, broke kid from Missouri, man. There's no way I could have made it. <laughs> guess, guess you didn't want Kevin. <laughs> guess I didn't want to go into I think it was free, to be honest. All you yeah. had to do was sign up. So, like, it was just that one year. Training that stuff. So, anyway, so I've been doing this for a long time. There's no one in the seated world that, that wants to get there probably more than I do. Like, right. I've been chasing this for a while. There's not space to do it right. Period. And I, I, the people in the depth. When you world, say space, I'm assuming you're meaning like in the timeline, not in the physical timeline. space. Yeah, yeah. In the timeline. Like, just, there's just physical, physical space is fine, but right. the timeline just knows the tail. It's, but it's too tight. Physical space is relative to. Not, I, I'm going to throw something else in there. Judges have to be aware of what judging looks like for each of those divisions. So it, it's, it's a long undertaking. And to ask to go from zero to 100 in two years is ridiculous. And, so, and, I, and I love those guys, and I love the adaptive world. But complaining, like complaining about it, when you've never actually done the back end work to see what it looks like. And in fairness, they need to. Somebody needs to be pushing that forward. 100%. Sean's and Mikey's like, keep doing what you're 100%. doing, and do it in the right it. way from the right place, mm-hmm. and we'll get there. But, but somebody's got to be that squeaky wheel, or else it does but stop. It has to come with understanding, right? right. And w- when they ask questions outside of understanding and aren't willing to listen to someone who understands. That's when it becomes a problem, which I'll give Sean and Mikey credit. Every single time I've talked to them about this, they've been like, okay, I see that now. And they've been willing to listen. But to be, to be perfectly honest, like if we were to jam the rest of the divisions in the games right now, we would be a freak show. It would not be a test of fitness. It would be a, it would be a, a handout, a, a give me a like, okay, we're going to do this for you guys because we feel bad for you cripples. It's not. It would not be a test of fitness because we wouldn't have time to actually. You can't. I mean, test that out. Well, it's just because of yet. the nature of the injuries. It's not clean, right? It's not. It's not like you can put people in in like age groups. If you're either in this age group or you're not, where a lot of these injuries are, they're all they're all very different, and it becomes, you know, there there's an aspect of it's not fair. And right? we're still we're still finalizing <laughs> classification to see who can and can't compete at, right. in the open at the games. Like, like let us get there first. Like, so, we're not we're not like we have that a little bit, but we're not 100 percent there. Give us a few years. Mm-hmm. Give Who's, us give us this and like. And this is what bugs me sometimes about the adaptive world. They 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 are given things because of their disabilities sometimes that they never earned. And sometimes, not all the time, so I don't want to get hate for this, sometimes it becomes expected that they give them, that people give them things because they're cripples. I hear what you're saying. I mean, and, I don't want to say anything because I'm already on the verge of being canceled. But I can understand, where, I can understand like, the direction if, you're coming if it took, from. If it took age, group, age groups and like masters three or four years to get into the games from the open, you after that timeline, yeah, then start getting upset. In fairness, masters... Complain just as much, I, so I, I don't know that it's unique to those with a disability, or if it's just those that aren't good enough to make it as the elite, the individuals. Well, and now all of a sudden, well, they let me here's, play. here's the difference: because ma- masters is not a a permanent disability; it's an age category, and so there's a little difference there. there. There are things that are outside of adaptive athletes' controls that that prevent us from from being as good as we could. Mm-hmm. And we do things that I would say are more impressive than than any standing athlete could probably do. Like Agreed. Logan Aldridge, one arm, two twenty five, clean and jerk. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, shut, well, shut shout out to up. Logan Bonkers. working for Peloton these yeah. days, huh? That's Is pretty he? good. Yeah, he, oh, he's like dope. the first it's adaptive. Bittersweet, man. Bittersweet. Why? Because he, he's gone. Because he, he, yeah, we, I don't get to work with him anymore. He's, one, he, he's a close friend. But of he, mine. I mean, he. This is where you're supposed to have like an abundance mentality, Kevin, and be proud of your I friend. Am. I know I you're am. not a oh, positive I'm, person, but that's a positive. I'm I'm super pumped for him. It's a great it's a great a great opportunity for him. 
but I don't get to hang out with my friend. So right. like, there, yeah, there's no, that. No, I get and, he's, and he's a great coach. He's he was on addition. Ellen, wasn't he on Ellen? I have no clue. I, I mean, that's know. legit. I mean, just two twenty five. Did he take? Did he jerk that? Yeah, that's. That doesn't make fucking sense. crazy. That doesn't like, make can sense. we just we we'll get Logan on the show? Well, yeah, he's been on the sense. show, but we'll get him live. So that's and, insane. So we can do impressive stuff. So these guys are athletes for sure. I couldn't but, do but, the bottoms up kettlebell press with thirty five pounds. <laughs> so there, there, yeah, but nobody's shocked by that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he jerked two twenty five. There's a lot to learn there. But we just we just don't have insert that clip of me. This is heavy, Nate. Heavier than fern, that is. Here we go, bottoms up. Let's see, left side, weak side. Am I allowed to brace myself? Absolutely. Count it. Count it. Four inch motion. It's no rep. Count it. Failing. The system's in place yet, and it's going to take us a few years. How how long is it going to take? I I say give give us two or three years. That's fair. That's I, like I nothing. That's I thought you'd say ten years. No, yeah. give us two or three. Like well, we, like Alex Erkenbach is working really hard on it. Like Chris Stoutenberg has, we, me and like team at Wheelwad and me and the team at ATA have worked our asses off over the last seven years to find qualifications mm-hmm. to, to write these things down. It's, it's the same. Uh, like I will never uh, compare myself to what Greg Glassman did because he started one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me in my life. But like, let's all be honest here. Greg didn't reinvent the wheel. He just took information out there and, and defined it and gave it parameters. And that's what we're trying to do the adaptive, the adaptive world. They're like, look at the parameters that even the Paralympics have. They're bullshit. He also was working on this for decades mm-hmm. before we found it in 2001. And, you know, so give, I mean, we're, we can piggyback off of him so we don't have to reinvent anything. But we right. have to define all these terms. We have to define these impairments. We have to define these categories. And it, it, it's not an overnight situation. Where do you think it rounds out, like, divisions? Like where you're like, How this many? is fair, and right. I think, and I think we don't need to go past this. Anything past this is kind of is um, too much. I think right now we have eleven divisions. You do, you, you have eleven. Yeah, and you think that's you think you need more? Uh, there's not a need for more at this. So we added short divi- stature high. We, we, we add twelve. <laughs> we add a division when we have enough of a population that warrants their own division. Got it. Okay. So, so it's, for kind, the, so for it's the kind of like adding a class in your yeah. gym. You're just like, yeah, if there's a demand, so like we'll short put it stature in. wasn't its own division until like a couple, like maybe a year or two ago. Because there just wasn't enough. There's not. Short. There was. There was Mikey. There was Mikey and Sean. That was it. And and for the record, are, is which of those? How many of those eleven are not represented in the open three. game? So, so eight are eight or are. three. So eight. which ones aren't? Short stature's one. Um, short no short stature's in there. The ones we don't oh. have, we don't split. Um, upper, so in our in, our, in like wheel wide competitions, we have upper above elbow and upper below elbow uh, impairments. That's right. Yeah, yeah. we, we so classify by joint. Well, so, you're in a different category, period. But you would be you have full use of your. So arm, you, right? someone who has an impairment below their elbow is a, a like a BE. Someone who has an impairment above the elbow, like Logan, would be an AE. Right. But, uh, because so your those, arms those, are those, so big, is that almost an impairment? <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> like trying to scratch. You literally own. have 24 inch pythons. Like you're no, literally Hulk Hogan. They're 19. <laughs> I love that you know that though. Um, and so, like, upper and lower get split. So there's lower above knee, lower below knee, because like having Logan, who's a, a high uh, in the shoulder right. like, amputation, compete with someone like Casey Acri. Like we can do it, and we can make it as fair as we can. What's his injury? Casey Acri is a below elbow, so he has uh, the majority, like half of his forearm. Uh, so, like, where for someone who doesn't know any better, where would that be helpful against Logan? Because you don't have a hand to grip so, the bar. So. 
so say like Logan's doing pull-ups. Logan needs a band underneath armpits, underneath his armpits to do pull-ups. He does his clean jerks one-armed. He does a lot of stuff single-handed. He doesn't have the aid of the other arm. Even like picking up a sandbag, he doesn't have any right. residual so limb to pick it, it up. It helps. So anytime, anytime you eliminate a joint, you create a, a massively different impairment. So the jo- it's really about the elbow joint, yeah, it's, not it's, how long. It's, right. it's physics, man. It's, it's how okay. how long is the residual? All limb? right, all right. You're talking to Fergan Ackerman here. How long We're is good there? coaches? No one's ever called us well, physicist. That yeah, that. So I like, know where you're going with that. so leverage. How much of your dist- how much of your residual limb do you have? Like that really matters. And so the only ones we really don't have is breaking up upper into above and below elbow, breaking up lower into above and below, below knee. knee. Um, and I think... So that's two then. Well, because, right? I mean, if, if, so you sh- everybody should take the adaptive course, by the way, but then if when, when you start, specifically when you're talking about uh, lower extremities, once you start talking about above or below knee, now you have significant differences in the ability to squat. Right, just because range, of the mechanics, range of, also, range hip of motion. Extension, hip extension probably yeah. at some point, right? Yeah, it's just a very, very different once you're like somebody who's who might have a prosthetic that's above the knee versus below. Like the only one, uh, only other one I don't think we have in the open is visual, like visual impairments. So, Sean, oddly and oddly enough, I think that you would have a ton of people that would want to do that. Yeah, it's really hard to classify. How do you have a how do you, how do you have someone who's completely blind compete against someone who has some vision? Oh, that's a good point. You have to have like a guide. I mean, we do. And and like we do it. Right? We do it for wheel wide. Have you guys ever done a seminar with somebody who's blind? I have. I did the seminar. Oh, the dude that was. Bl- were we at the same seminar? No, but I, I know what you're talking. He about. was blown up. Right, they right. did a whole journal article yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah. Like, no, he had to during the. T- <laughs> this is a funny story. So during the test, he had to touch one of us. Right. And he goes. To, he was like, I bonded with him. He's, and um, he was touching me. He's like, hey, can I have Jenny instead? <laughs> <laughs> not, not and I was like, I think that's why they gave you me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. I, uh, I had uh, I, um, Brad Snyder, who's uh, he's, he's a couple years behind me at the Naval Academy, but he was an EOD guy. Mm-hmm. Took shrapnel to the face. He's blind, but he's on a uh, Paralympic swimmer. Yeah. Um, and I did his level one, and we had the same thing in the test. It, yeah. was, it was, who was it? It was me and, uh, and Greg. Uh, Martino. Martino. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was it, but it was, uh, that's a very different, level of um interaction with oh, regard yeah. to like you I mean, you, I mean you, yeah. you really start paying attention to like the words you're using and stuff like that you have to you have to paint a very clear picture yeah, as we you were stating like earlier a mic and all that during the lectures um, um wait so to be clear mikey and sean are able to they're just kind of voicing their opinion about the adaptive community as a whole yeah. not specifically for them well, that, that's admirable i that mean they're standing and, and up and for I'm, their i'm not like let me be very no, clear no, i'm not upset with them yeah not, I'm, I'm not upset with them. I get why they're upset. I just, I, I want the adaptive community as a whole. They're just two of the ones that we, we've talked about. I want right. the adaptive community as a whole. Because they're friends, they're reaching yeah, out to I, us. I want yeah. them to, ch- I want the whole adaptive community to chill out. Because I mean, what's really funny is that like, they're like, why don't they just bring in the people who run the wheel wad stuff? And I'm like, hi, hello, that's me. <laughs> You're like the wolf for the I'm adaptive here. community. Hey, chill. The wolf is here. Yeah. Oh, here. Well, I got and, and this. like to think that I'm not chill, honey. I think part of it is <laughs> they don't think they have anyone. Tell that bitch to chill. <laughs> I, I don't think they think they have someone on the inside like advocating for them, but they very much so do. Like Alec is advocating for them. Well, I'm on the inside yeah. advocating for them. And we so are like we all want to see we're, it we're happen. We're pushing towards this. Like people want this to happen. It's just I think sometimes they want like it's it's the typical American right now. They want things and they want it now, and they don't understand how it's like, why. Like the big one is like why don't they have a scale division on a leaderboard, and then, then you go and look at the coding and realize that put, putting a scale 
division for each one of the other division adds 16 divisions. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't yeah, it's just I think there's just a lack of understanding and it's just once you kind of let somebody well, uh, like let them peek behind the curtain and they're like, "Oh, never mind." And I if they it. asked, they would find out that like even last year we understood there wasn't going to be a scaled division, so we we wrote the programming to allow as many people to compete. And let's put it so this there's way. A, so there's, an, there's a scaled adaptive is what, is what people are asking for. Just so I, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. There's okay. adaptive, which is the RX. Yeah. And then there's scaled, scaled adaptive. adaptive. Okay. Yeah. And so like we wrote the programming specifically. So if you're a scaled athlete last year, you like we had out of, I think right around a thousand people signed up for the adaptive open. That's awesome. That was great. All right. Out of those a thousand, I think there was only a handful that could not perform the movements. And that was on purpose. Like, think about the regular open. How many movements are programmed in the open that people are like, well, shit, I can't do that. Double unders, muscle-ups, yeah. Handful towards and, the like, end. We wanted to make it inclusive, and, and, and that's what I mean. Like, people have this emotional reaction where, like, oh, they're horrible, and they're not doing scaled, and I'm going to bitch about it, and they're not letting us in here. If they would just take the time to, like, ask a question, or, like, I'm not hard to get a hold of, I don't think. Well, you didn't return my text. Well, I was, what if it was a different story. <laughs> um, but... If they would just take the time to ask the questions like, hey, why? Instead well, of like having this giant emotional reaction and immediately going to social media. Why is that the place that we always immediately go? It's like, it's I'm going to go bitch it's about easy. social media. It's well, hanging fruit. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I do and I'll play devil's advocate. So You? Yeah, I don't know. It's unusual. It's weird. Um, but so how, how could we, so like you, us. No, how, don't include me. I don't want any more yeah, work. True. I'm good. Me, me and you. Mm-hmm. What what could we do to put more information out there, right? So like the same thing in in the in, in the box, right? If somebody's bitching, it's largely because I've not done as as much as I could have potentially to educate them on what was going There's on. There's also right? the who's everyone mentality. That too, right? Um, I mean, honestly, I could probably be better at social media and putting those things out there, but I try to tend to be pretty hush hush about like everything that we do within CrossFit because, a again, don't like to be the center of attention, and b I hate social media and I'm not good at it. But if we put more information out there like that, like, hey, guys, here's what, here's what it's looking like. Here's what's going. But the hard part about that is, is like, how do you say that about oh, the open program? You can't say, hey, guys, here are the movements. Or, hey, guys, I'm going to get you an iPad. Right. I've got a whole new thing you can do yeah. for social media. Yeah. Get you an iPad. You take a picture with it. Yeah. It's, It'll blow up. Yeah. It'll be huge. You'll be an influencer one day. <laughs> yeah, um, but, yeah uh, but I just think just, like, putting content out there, just communicating a little bit more. Well, um, I think stuff like this, like, pe- people yeah. who, like, right. a lot of the adaptive community watches this show. And, and to be... And f- they can see it, and they're, they're probably going to get upset with me. I've had a lot of people get upset with don't, me. It's fine. I brought It'll it up. Right. To blame me. Cancel after. Oh, I, I don't... I don't... It, what the adaptive community knows more than anything is that I don't give a shit. But I think also without these conversations and somebody looking like the bad guy, mm-hmm. it doesn't advance it forward. So, and, and I also want to say, like, at some point, fill us in here, Castro's programming, there's enough going on. Hey, we need to do this. And does he just, like, reach out to you? And he's like, hey, I need you to come up. Because this is like, it's not, back in the day, it was kind of like a third party almost. Yeah. And now it's part of CrossFit. So, are, and that's you, right? So, yeah, I mean, the third party was us. Um, but it was like more like you go to this site yeah, so and you we could had, do we the adaptive the wheel, open. We had the wheel, right? wheel open. But now it's part of the CrossFit Games open. Yeah, so what happened, I mean, we got on a call. Castro asked for, uh, Castro and Justin Berg asked for a call with us um, some point in time before uh, like 2000, gosh, would have been 19, whatever it was. Anyway, and they asked, they, they asked like, what would it take to, to, make, to, this to make this happen? Like they want it. Like it's not like they don't want it. Yeah, it's they, hard. It's hard. And it, it's, it's and the same smart. Like I know he's not involved right now, but he was also smart enough logistically to see like I want to get this going, but it's a lot of work. yeah. Like it, like it to say that 
All right, the main argument is like, well, Wheelwad does this really well in their own competition. It's like, yeah, we don't have to worry about any other division. It's just the adapted division. And you're making up the workouts. And we're making up the workouts, and we, and we, we plan for all this kind of stuff instead of, like, us working into the games, which is what it, it has to be because they came first. Do you, you know who this lady is sitting here by? This, this is my beautiful wife, Shannon, <laughs> uh, fittest neuromuscular athlete in the world. CrossFit Game, Games champion. CrossFit Games champion. Look at her. Uh, Waterpalooza like champion, wheelwide champion. She's like a championship. Is that the trifecta? That. Is yeah, that like she, the uh, in in the WWE where the tag team champ, the Intercontinental? Yep. So she's won Waterpalooza. She's got the Grand Slam. She won wheel wheelwad, and she won CrossFit Games all all within oh. like a year and a half span. Look at you, okay. most decorated adaptive athlete. Uh, no. Okay. Who's better? Casey Ackrey. Ooh. Ooh, Winning a Sogar. That's that the only thing that matters. Yeah. Fittest Sogar, best yep. looking Sogar, funniest Sogar, whatever you want to say. She's all just generally all. better. What you really try to do when you get married, as you guys know, is outkick the hell out of your coverage. Marcus oh. and I were talking about yeah. that yeah. on the right here Ma- today. Marry up. Like if, if, our, marry if up. Our, like, uh, any of our wives figured out how shitty we actually are, we would be screwed. That's what Mar- we literally were just saying the same thing today. Yeah. I said, this is how I know we are good in the world because... We are all married to women significantly better than us. Based on looks alone, especially, like, I'm the best. <laughs> like, if you go simply by looks, not that, I mean, I find Roz attractive, as is, you know, these two, they're, they're wives, but I'm not attractive. So Agreed. I have the biggest discrepancy. We can all agree on this. I mean, Jess is I looking mean, good. You might be beating show. me these days. I'm a, I'm a little, you keep bringing this up. We need to talk about it. Your yeah. wife is attractive. Yeah, yeah, that's why I Would you be her. more upset if I said she wasn't? Uh, Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're in so a pickle saying, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, She's well, out of my league. Don't worry about it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. In many ways. The, so, so moving forward, right? So like, like communication. And I, so I want to talk a little bit about the, adapt, the adaptive training course and then, and then a little bit of, of what you guys got going on in Wheelwad. But how, how long is that course? How, how long has ATA been online? Three years? We started 2018. But you're, are you part of ATA? Yeah. With Alec? Mm-hmm. So, so you're I'm, one of the only that are <coughs> both ATA and, and Wheelwad. Yeah. So yeah. I, Alex, that's like you're in the Justice League. I think as listen, Marvel, you need to slow down. MCU. The, the, smel- the smelling salts have got you way too hyped up. So here. you need to just. I'm gonna, go run, I'm gonna go run a 5K. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Alec got tapped to start writing the adaptive course uh, in uh, I think 2018, early 2018. Great job with that course, by the uh, way. Uh, thanks. So he does a lot of the organization. Mostly, it's just like he takes the word drama that comes out of my mouth for like seated stuff and Stouty's mouth and Logan's. Like it's find, very, it's very well organized. <coughs> find some it's, way to compile. It's very it, well so put together. He did a very good job compiling it. Like he, yeah. if, he's very good at like uh, fine tuning things, which mm-hmm. is great. So he approached me in 2018. I think September 2018. No, before that, because we did our first course in September 2018. Um, to ask him to help start writing like the seated stuff and mm-hmm. anything else, and so we started writing that together. Um, mostly him. Um, mostly just my input, and then he did a lot. Um, and then we started just finding experts like Logan and Stouty and mm-hmm. <coughs> Kristen Arnold and Will Wright and, like, a whole bunch of other people that came in um, to, like, help provide content on it mm-hmm. and, like, really give their expertise, and we've built it over the last few years. So somebody that's, you know, doesn't have adaptive athletes in their gym, they're like, why would I take that course? Because uh, everyone's going to be some form of impaired at some point in time, whether it be a temporary impairment, like a, like a surgery or something, or a permanent impairment like something like myself, you're going to have to use these these tools and principles across the board. Like, our athletes have no excuse to not come in, period, whether you're injured or not. Um, it goes back to that um, <clears throat> Greg Glassman article where he talks about, like, like training uh, through injuries. Like, gosh, I can't remember. The, I think it's, like, training wounded soldier, wounded athletes or yep. something like that. It's a journal article from way back when where he talks about, like, people shouldn't stop training just because they have an injury. You have to be a better coach to work around it. Well, every gym has injuries, period. Like, nothing's completely safe. 
Um, and so being able to work around it, like we have athletes who have, who, who have had major injuries that have been able to train through all of them because we know the adaptive principles that we've set. That, that's where I would say I, uh, over the years, we, and we still have shortcomings. And when I say we, I mean CrossFit Rife, we still have shortcomings in this because it's, it's not uncommon. So people, people don't get injured in the gym very often. I mean, it happens mm-hmm. very, very Usually rare. outside the gym. And then yeah, and then yeah. they come in. But it's, it's not an uncommon story to have not seen somebody for a while and you finally get a hold of them and they're like, oh, I hurt my ankle or my wrist or whatever. And every time that happens, I'm like, we have failed in this endeavor to communicate with them mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. Like, insert whatever injury you want. It's irrelevant. Well, like, you can come <clears throat> in and train. Because you know, had they done that, they would make, be still make progress towards fitness, but they would also heal faster. They would have recovered faster, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that's a big part of it. But like... So it's education. That's my point, and that's the breakdown in affiliates. affiliates. One of the things that I think is so magical at CrossFit is that it's truly one of the few places that is all-inclusive. No one cares if you're fat, if you're out of shape, if you're black, if you're white, if you're this religion or that religion. No one gives a shit as long as you come in and work hard. Right. I feel like there's still, like, people don't like the Jews. No, they just don't like you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, this, they don't like this. Break the category. Yeah, break yeah. the category. No, but in case of point, that dude Cody was in yeah. class, I didn't. It didn't cross it my mind that he was. Mind. Yeah. And so the thing is, if if you want to make your gym truly that inclusive, if you wanted to make it to where no matter what comes in your door, walls crawls, walks, rolls into your door, you have to know how to not just react to them. But prepare for them, mm-hmm. and that's that's the that's big thing the about difference. the course. It's, it's proactive versus reactive. Yeah, you can't just like, oh shit, here's a guy in a wheelchair. What do I do? Right, and just guess. Well, there's a lot of the other things that. So a lot of it, a lot we get real wrapped around the axle on, pun intended, the around the <laughs> around the actual training. But then there's access to the facility, the restrooms. There's all these other things that we floor, don't think about because floor we plan never and workout. Had, right? Like imagine if we had two or three more wheelies. And the workout you guys just did. Oh, it changed I mean, dramatically. changed dramatically how I had you guys set up. We only had like five people in class. So like we have plenty of space so you guys can kind of go where you want to. But like we'll have a class, like our 430 class will have 12 to 13 people in it, three or four of them in wheelchairs. Wow. And so like we have to, our, my coach is here and I, I give my coaches all, all the credit here because they're very, very good at what they do. <clears throat> come up with these floor plans and know what they're doing and know where they're going to put them and know how to keep people safe and make it feel like this was already planned and, and purpose for you and not a reaction to you coming in. Let me, can I give you a business opportunity here? Yeah. And I think you'd be into it. You should open up for like two or three days here, like, like Fern does for the coach's development, to get actual time under tension coaching adaptive athletes. Like, hey, pay, pay Watchtower, you know, put, do with the money what you want, give it to the adaptive Like an immersion. Here. But yeah, yeah there should be, because otherwise it's like this, this course is great in theory, but how do I get a practical application of it? Show up here. I mean, you're in Denver. It's a great area. Well, the, the whole the whole there's a Chick Fil A down the purpose road. behind that is like again, none of the concepts that you've brought up are unique to <laughs> coach you to yeah. coaching. Right? Like yeah. we should be doing those anyway. They're just more important in this environment you mean, because putting they, it into real world. They, yeah, but well, because they and, become more problematic. And, and what I say is like, there's nothing that you need past your level one or level two to start coaching adaptive athletes. Period. Yeah, you should be able all, to do all, it after your level the, one. All the information is there. But would the you allow people is, to come here? And do that? Oh yeah, I mean, we have we have people who just talked to at Wadapalooza who are going to come here and train for a few weeks to learn how to coach and learn how to train yeah. other athletes. I mean, I'll do that. You all should time. become the now, hub for that. Here's yeah. the problem, Ackerman, and here's where like you guys are going to get upset. <laughs> I am a horrible business owner. True. Me and you have had conversations before. I am dog shit at the business. Have you heard I, of affiliate? You yeah, would like we to talk I, to we, you about we this. could probably help you out with that. Um. So I don't. 
I make business business decisions based on what I think is best for my community and for that's where you should that's ev- where you everyone, should start. everyone else around me, even if it makes my life harder. And so I don't like our adaptive athletes don't pay a full membership. They have to pay thousands of dollars in other equipment every single year. And so I'm not. But that's things we don't even consider. Like I wouldn't have thought about that. Thousands of dollars in medical stuff. Nope. So you're just not going to pay this. We tell you not to us. discount memberships, so we can talk about that, yeah. right, Fern? Well, but this is. Uh, but again, this scenario is not unique to you either. Yeah. So again, we want to make decisions that, as business owners, like forget whatever your business is. I want to make. I want to make them value based. So I want to offer the best value. And then I need to find whatever is, whatever the market will bear, right? With regard to like, what's my overhead, all of those things. And then in order to pay the staff and do all those things. And you can find that happy medium. It doesn't have to be oh. like a billion dollars and it doesn't have to be free. I could find something in the middle. Yep. And you're talking to someone who's bad at it. Cause I do a lot of stuff. Like, so we do, when I opened this gym, one of my main goals was to make this a place for people who actually needed it. I don't want games athletes. I don't want regional athletes. I don't oh. want people who... You let, you know, Fern's a regional athlete. Yeah, I know. So is he I. worked out here. <coughs> so I, I don't... That's not the people that I want to cater to. I want the people who need it. So, like, we work with... I felt that athletes. vibe coming from you today. Like, yeah. that, that I wasn't welcome. Yeah, get out. <laughs> You're too um, good. We, we work a lot with, like, Phoenix. We run Phoenix yep. classes yeah, for... Yeah. We work with the VA, and we run uh, classes for uh, disabled vets um, and veterans who go into the VA. We work with... Uh, we're working with, like... Trying to, trying to try to work with expanding horizons for kids mm-hmm. who are getting out of like, uh, juvenile detention. So we want to bring in everyone that, that could really benefit from fitness, not just the people who are already good and can hit muscle-ups. That's I awesome. wonder if some of the new um, APN partnerships that are out there with regard to the, or have you looked into the Optum? Offer? Yeah, actually, we're getting signed up for that. Okay, so there's definitely a lot of hidden roadblocks and speed bumps in there. However, but that could be something that allows to offset well, and, some of and, that cost and then and my big bring thing some there of those people is that in. The adaptive athletes here could then get a free membership. Correct, right? So that's where I was going with that yeah. is like let's solve let's solve the end user's problem which is finance or whatever. Which that could be a step in the right direction. However, there's a lot to be worked be, out there. It would be a massive bump for us financially <laughs> for the gym. Like we're not like our, my gym's fine. Like we're doing good. Like we're stable. We have coaches. We're not I'm not worried about shutting the doors or like turning the lights off. We right, but work. somebody with your expertise, we want to set them we want to set you up to where like they're like fine is not good enough, right? So like if you were training, fine is not not fine is not the Correct. goal. Thrive is the goal because you have a lot to offer, not because there's like, hey, we want to make Kevin super successful because like Kevin has a lot to offer and people need what Kevin has. So yeah. let's find that scenario, dial that up yeah. and make it work. I mean, I, I like the business I like the business idea. I'd be I'd be willing anyone that wants to come and like look at how we train adaptive athletes, look we'll, at how about this, we'll help uh, you set it we'll up. We'll put okay. Kevin's phone number right here, yeah, Nate, yeah. right now. Kevin's phone number eight six seven five three or nine. But I will we, say we, this, like but before like, we understand, Fern and I, when we work with affiliates, the impact they have. Like, you are changing people's lives. You are doing even more than that for these guys, Kevin. You good? You got to go? My, no, my wife was asking me where my keys are. Oh. Um, you know, think about Cody or some of the other people. Like, you are – CrossFit in general changes lives, but you're giving people some hope back, too, where they're like, it's, I can never be active again. Like, nope, you're here at Watchtower. Yeah. You can I, work well, out. So Cassidy and I were talking about this, and this is – um. so Cassidy – my, you know, Cassidy. Yeah, I'm working like, with them this weekend. Oh, are you? Yeah. I Where do have a... Atlanta. Oh, cool. I want to okay. bring... Before hold we wrap on, up... Before we go there, hold thing, on. Yeah. But the, so his brother's in a wheelchair, and yeah. he was... And one I of the things... That. That, yeah. Um, he had a bad motorcycle accident. But yeah, um, that's why that's why the adaptive stuff is important to him. But he... Um, but one of the things that he... And that I realized was that transfer drill. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, from the floor to... Like, it's it's hard. 
and and like giving pe- that's we're talking about real world application here is like from the floor back into your chair. So we had a girl um, at the last wheel walk game. She's in a wheelchair. Uh, I think she's a T seven T eight. So like bottom rib cage, yeah, yeah, yeah. lost some of her abs. I'm probably wrong. She'll probably correct me next time I see her. Um, but like she got into this stuff like a year ago ish, maybe a year or two ago. Um, and she's been in a wheelchair for I think uh, 15 years or so, 10, 15 years somewhere in there. And, and had never had anyone teach her or show her how to do a floor transfer. You know, I mean, wow. think, think about that. Like, the, the, the independence there of, like, if I fall out of my chair, which happens all the time. Like, I fall out more than I care to admit. Um, and to not be able to get back in my chair and have to wait for someone to pick me up and put me back in my chair, that, that would be unacceptable to Who's me. Who's picking you up? No one. That's why I have to do it myself. <laughs> I say, I can't pick you up. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. My wife can pick me up. She's, <laughs> She's very stronger. strong. She's stronger than me, yeah. Um, and... And so, like, she came to the wheelwheel game. She qualified for the wheelwheel game. She was competing, and one of the movements we had to do, she had to do a floor transfer. And she goes, Kevin, I've never done a floor transfer before. And I go, tough shit. Like, this is it. Like, you have... Now's your time. You have 15 minutes to figure it out. That's funny. That's, like, very analogous to 2009 when Annie Thor's daughter hadn't done a muscle Muscle up. up. Right? So, it's like... Figure it out. We're just seeing it. It advanced the game. so, she does does not just one, I think two or three floor transfers. And, like, cries. Because, like, this is independence we're talking about. Right. This, this is a, the elimination of fear of the real world. It doesn't just, just doesn't mean that she's fitter. It means that she can go out without people and not have to worry about it. She can, she can go to the store. She can go to a movie. She can go travel. And she can do whatever the hell she wants like anyone else. We've just given her 30% of her life back. Well, this goes back to the whole, you know, their inability to do so exactly describes their need. Yeah. Right? Like, if they can't do it, that is exactly what they should well, be and, doing. And the worst part, and, like, if you're a medical person and you're listening to this show, thank you for what you do, but do better. Because the simple fact that you, that I have, I work at Creek Hospital a lot, and I, and I work with a lot of adaptive athletes, and the number one number of people that have come through my gym or crossed my path that have been told that they shouldn't do this, and they can't do this, and they'll never do this, and, they, and the no, the no, the no, you can't, you can't, you can't. For simple things that are just day-to-day livelihood needs, it is, it is, it is disgusting. But is, and what they're doing is that they're doing bare minimum to get them back on their feet and then covering their own ass. They are more concerned with covering their ass and their profession than they are about the, the quality of life that they're taking away from the person they're treating. And that's not all doctors, and I get the system is, is, is flawed and they can't do everything, but... Give me a break with some of this stuff. I, had, I literally had, had, had a doctor and a therapist tell me one time that I only have so many transfers in and out of my chair left in my life. It's like an hourglass, and once they're gone, they're gone. Where are you at in that? Are you almost up? I think I should be. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I just did, I did a workout like last week that had 34 transfers. That's testing, you know? Paul. But like, that'd be the equivalent of t- me walking up to someone who has their legs and go, hey, you can only sit down and stand up from the couch so many more times in the rest but of your life, so crazy. just stay down. I was going to say, like everything you're saying, I believe, and it's true, but it's really just an extension of CrossFit. Like, right. yeah. and, th- and I think that's where box owners fail. Like, you know, we get on calls and it's like, we're charging 95, we're charging $105. Like, you're changing people's lives and making them better. Of course, this is like so awesome. Like, this is even more. But yeah. I mean, when you have somebody that walks in your box that can't squat below parallel, it's, and you get them to squat below parallel, like, huge. you've made their life easier forever. Well, and you guys should be happy to know, like, I've let my wife take over a lot of the business stuff because I'm just good. not good at oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, things look better. Cleaner. <laughs> yeah, it's cleaner. I want to bring something up, though, before we wrap. We got a couple yep. more minutes. Yeah. So you said you're working with Cassidy this weekend. Yeah. And that's cool. Cassidy's awesome. Recently on the podcast. But I did, before we kicked off, you said you have the nutrition lecture. Yeah. This is the first one. Very, yeah. For the level one? Level one. So... 
tell the listeners what that's like because this is cool because it's like this weekend like Fern and I can talk about it but it's we're talking in the past like you're in the heat of it like people so, don't realize like you get your lectures there's an order of lectures mm-hmm. press deadlift squat etc but every time you get a new one like there's some stress associated well, with it because it's a new like all the other ones I've given like so many so many times and right find your own pace but like you get, an, you get an email or message from... Who's emailing these days? Is it still Boz? No, it's... Um, no. Who did I just get it from? Um, Joe? Nadia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nadia. So, so it looks something like, hey, Kevin, can you be prepared to give the nutrition lecture yep. this weekend? And uh, and so I get the, you get that email and you're like, your answer is yes. Yeah, there's no there's like... No, no. Has anybody responded no? <laughs> like, like, they're, like, it's really nice of them to ask. It's really nice of them to ask. When but it was like, Boz, I would joke a little bit like... I'm not quite ready, but yes, but like <laughs> but not here. You can't joke with. There, there's no no there, and so you just have to be prepared for it, and and so then you have to like you've you've seen the lecture, you've listened to it a bunch of times. Like I'm I'm just over a hundred seminars, I think. Um, okay. And so like I've listened to that nutrition lecture, yeah. a lot, but now I have to. It's also evolved it. a little bit over yeah. the years. That one especially. Yeah, and so now I have to give it. So now you're like sitting there, like going over whiteboards that you've seen, and like see, like taking out the important information. <laughs> oh, can you send me your sickness wellness fitness continuum so I can look at it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I have. I have a, Shout I have out a to Cabo. She's always got the best whiteboards. Best right? Oh, I always text uh, Becky Hart. Becky's really good, good too. Yeah. yeah. So That's I always text Becky. Becky, can I have your whiteboards? She's got a she's got a great a, binder a folder. Like yeah. Laminated. Like she is. Organized. I whenever we work together, I'm always like Becky. I need the 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 folder. I will never say this in her presence, but Becky is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> She's, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but like, she always helps me out and sends me whiteboards. There's a couple other that help me out with it, but uh, it's, it is, it's not, I wouldn't say it's nerve wracking because you know the information, but then you like start to second guess yourself mm-hmm. on knowing the information. Like there's nothing new here. Well, and then you have to like, you know, the guidance we're going to give you, right? Don't that? fuck it don't up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> so my, my biggest feedback when I first started giving lectures is that I was very robotic because I just memorize the information and present the information. And that's what you should get. I think that's first. like the first one is yeah. like that. And then by two, three, four, five, yeah. you kind of put your own flavor and spin to it. Well, Wait. like nutrition is something I studied for very many years. So I'm very well, well versed in the nutritional sciences. How that one's th- tough because it's easy to divert. Off that's, of that's, you're gonna get, so and you get many. a ton of questions. And that's going to be kind of my, my biggest, my biggest fear about giving the nutrition lecture is not missing something, but Going over timeline or like, like most, adding too much in. Most questions are in the nutrition lecture. You can point to: Are you eating meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar? Okay. Are you keeping intake levels to the appropriate? Right. Mm-hmm. Like most people want to ask, they want a shortcut to success. When it's like, nope, these are the two things. Oh, I'm not gonna throw this person underneath the bus, but I remember <laughs> my very first nutrition lecture back in 2000, March of 2008. You were hearing it. Hearing it uh, at, at my very first level one. Who was it? Come on. Throw this person under. Nope. Um, I think you guys are going to be able to guess from the story. I, I bet you I can. Um, and he's going over, like back then, going over the zone, talking about blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, back when we talked about like, the cheeseburger from McDonald's being perfectly yep. zoned. He's going through this whole thing. And this guy wearing like vibrant five fingers back then uh, raises his hand to ask a question. and goes, hey, um, you know, what if I want to do the zone, but I'm vegan? How do I make that work? And the guy's response was, and I can't say all the words in this. Um, there's multiple F words, not all the same F word. But he goes, you're vegan. <laughs> Eat a fucking steak and stop being such a... Foodie. Another, 
Foodie. We'll, yeah, we'll say foodie. <laughs> we didn't want to. Oh, this yeah. will actually get us canceled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I was like, we've holy gotten, shit. We've this was better. at a level one. Yeah. We've gotten and better. that just shows that we've gotten better. 2008. <laughs> is it Man. the same person we were talking about earlier? No, not even close. <laughs> I think I know who it is. Anyway. We'll, we'll talk off. It's a, yeah, yeah, we're not going to yeah. Hey, say it out loud. Nate will edit it out. Who was it? <laughs> no, no, we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm not going to do that to him. Smart man. He's a nice Smart guy. Man. He's a nice guy that could kill me very easily. Oh. Well, well. speaking of cheeseburgers, Fern, it's lunchtime. It is lunchtime. But we want to go to Chick-fil-A, eh? Eh? Are you eh? Canadian now? Canadian a little bit. Yeah. Chick-fil-A is good. We're close. It's a we're right closer around the corner. Canada. Closer so, to Canada. We'll, but let's do a few recaps. For real, we, we want to work with you and, yeah. and help push this because we realize the importance of it. Not tomorrow, but Kevin will maybe in the future start having people out here. I think yeah. that's just a great way yeah, to grow the community. Definitely not tomorrow. We'll give you a day, uh, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey and Sean, you need to chill out for a moment. Kevin, Kevin's got it. Kevin's got this shit. Mikey. We're working. We're working out, guys. I love you. Keep keep blasting everything. It's just I love exercise. it. Just just understand that we got it. And you're lucky I got three inches on you because I'd be smoking your ass at the games anyway. Only, only in that in short height, stature division. Yeah, definitely not. Let me tell, I told, did I tell the story? No, <laughs> no more stories. Yeah. So you're don't ever let him do the smelling salts thing again. Um, Can I have that, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, For Fern's sake, no. Yeah, please, God. Um, yeah, dude. I think uh, I think what you guys are doing is super cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what the you know the. So there are going to be adaptive workouts in the open this year, right? Yes. Okay, but we all, don't know. We don't know what those are yet. No. Nope. Well, okay. you won't. Do you literally get them the same time we do, and then have to adapt them? No. You're getting them in advance yeah, we'll now? Get, we'll get them in before that. Okay. Yeah. So how much has Dave not being involved changed things for you? I don't know yet. Yeah. You've not, nothing's, yeah, nothing's happened between yet. that. No. So no. nothing's happened yet for the open, but no. it's weeks away. No, not, not on the adaptive side. Gotcha. Well, and it may have started, Alec is the main focal point, so they may have, I know they've contact with them. They have all of our stuff on the back end set up and ready to Nobody's go. Nobody's really going to notice. I'm no, nobody's going to notice, but I was just wondering if it has had. They're like going to say they do, but right. Um, but realistically, I, I think like I think I saw an article like Bosman's kind of leading leading the charge on this kind of stuff this year. It, so. That's a, that's a natural. That's the um, obvious choice, I would think. But like, we'll get the workouts. We'll adapt them. They'll be good to go. Uh, if you're an adaptive athlete and you're watching this or listening, please go over the the um, the adaptive athlete handbook and like make sure that you're classifying yourself in the right division because you may not be, and we don't want to have to kick you into a different division or change your workout or basically give you a zero for a week. Yeah. So read through the adaptive athlete policy. Um, it'll be great. It's going to be fun, man. Like uh, making uh, make quads great again. John from mm-hmm. that podcast is doing a really cool thing where he's getting the community for those of us who aren't going to the games. For the adaptive, I saw that. Because uh, uh, we have a semifinals to mm-hmm. finish it and crown winners. He's doing this big thing where he's trying to raise like seventy five thousand yep. dollars so he can pay out the same payout for yeah. the people that that's are going to the games for the divisions good. that aren't represented. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, anyone that's listening, go check that out. That's really cool um, and really nice. Like it wasn't anything that he had to do. It's not something that is really even probably beneficial to him. It's just something he thought he should do. And so I mean, that's that's a sign of great character to me. Yeah, John's a good dude. And speaking of his podcast partner Ben, that's where we're going next over yeah. at Wad Prep for Clang. They have a that Clang and Bang podcast. Oh, I yeah. think it's called. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. Well, Kevin, good luck this weekend. Yeah, dude. With yeah. the nutrition lecture. Yeah. Remember Fern's advice. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it it's up. My favorite advice. It's, it's the only advice you'll ever need. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, we. This was super. Yeah, this insightful. has been fun, man. Oh. And uh, for those of you who haven't checked out Adaptive Training Academy, go check it out. And then uh, uh, Kevin's got some cool stuff. And check uh, stay out skull every, every everybody, stay away from the smelling salts. You if, sound like a bumbling you, idiot. Like if Jack. you want to have uh, no attention span, 
Yeah. Yeah, if you guys that listen think I was chasing uh squirrels most days, yeah. My head's still not right. It's the good stuff, man. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.